Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together, we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Welcome, welcome. I'm Rose. I'm Kathy. We're so glad you're here with us today. And we're going to share a story with the kids called Flickers of Hope. This is by Patty Emanuel. And it was in the Guide Magazine May issue, May 7, 2011. Flickers of Hope. The sound of sirens pierced the night. Brooke shook herself from sleep and sat straight up in bed. Out there, her father, a career firefighter, was racing to the call. She heard her three little brothers crying in their bedrooms and her mother trying to soothe them. Sirens were sounding from all around. Brooke bounded from her bed and met her mother in the hallway. Mom, what's going on? It's so loud. It must be a huge fire to have all these mini sirens going off, her mother replied. They're calling firefighters from all over the city. How do you stand it when dad leaves? I try to remember that he is doing what he believes God would have him to do. Brooke often wished that her dad could be home more and that they could have a normal life. Brooke awoke the next morning to the sound of her father opening the back door with his key. She heard him pull out a kitchen chair and fall heavily into it. do a little bit more here the fire was fierce Mary really devastating her dad said his voice choked and he wiped his eyes with his hands there were children that had to be rescued the whole apartment was on a the whole apartment was ablaze he paused and then continued man I want to help God would want us to do something I have to think about this and pray That week at church, the pastor challenged the congregation. I would like you to get in. Am I the pastor? I guess so. Good. I would like you to engage in one new mission project. God wants us to stretch out our comfort zones and care for the needs of others. Immediately, Brooke thought about all the hurting people who had survived fires. I want to start a ministry to help the victims of fires. I have some ideas, Mom. Can you help me? Of course, her mother replied with a hug. Brooke began to design care kits for the families. They contained the immediate necessities for victims of house fires, including toiletries, towels, blankets, and pillows. Some kits were specially designed for children. They included toys, books, blankets, and puzzles. Then there were the families who had to spend time in hospital waiting rooms. That's really stressful time for families, Brooke. Let's see what you can come up with to help them. Brooke decided to include snacks, bottled water, and books. All of the care kits contain Bibles. You know, it's during hardship that people really see the need for God in their lives, Mother told Brooke. Brooke received testimonies from some of the people that she helped. I was angry with God after the fire. 
one woman told Brooke. But when I received my care kit from you, I was touched that you would want to help me get through this. I read the Bible that you included in the kit because you'd been so kind to care for us. I learned a lot about God. You helped me to find God again. We want you to share your ministry with the congregation, the pastor told Brooke one day. Although Brooke was shy about standing in front of the church, she felt that she had something to say and that it was what God wanted her to do. Brooke said, The important thing isn't so much about the items in the care packages as it is letting people know that we care about them. Because of Brooke's willing spirit and her concern for others, her ministry grew and many others volunteered to help. Dad knocked on her bedroom door one night as he headed out to another fire. I hate to leave, but I know that you understand how important it is to be there for people, he told her. Brooke nodded in acknowledgement. She had learned that God wants us to think of others who are hurting, especially during their most difficult times. Being willing to answer, being willing to answer God's call had given her a great joy. Amen. Amen. Welcome, I'm Dr. Richard Tooley, and with me here is June Hunt. This is part two of a two-part series. And I want to thank you for coming. You are a well-known author. You have quite a bit of material out there on families, and you have now produced a new book, which is titled Bonding with Your Child Through Boundaries. Correct. Right now we're describing the consequences of not having boundaries and then we're going to move on into how do we establish boundaries and how do we help our children grow with those boundaries and the consequences that happens without them and what we can expect if we have them. So let's continue with the story you were telling us. Okay, here's this 15 year old. He comes in whenever he wants. The mother is yelling at him for not coming in at by, 11, by 10 o'clock on the school night, he comes in and all she does is yell. But there, I don't hear that there's any repercussion. With boundaries, there needs to be a line that should not be crossed, and if it's crossed, there should be a repercussion. And if not, then there's a reward. What would the reward be? Well, I asked this woman, um, does your son have a cell phone? Oh yes, of course he has a cell phone. Okay, if he has a cell phone, does he like to have a cell phone? Oh, oh, he just loves his cell phone. Okay, you tell him that if he chooses to not come in by 10 o'clock, as you have said, there's a 10 o'clock time curfew. If he chooses to come in after that, he will literally have to give up his phone and you will remove it for a period of time. It could be three days. Oh, he would be upset with that. Well, yes, of course he would be. But understand this. It's his choice. This is the fantastic part about boundaries. If you implement them correctly, you tell them ahead of time. Son, I want you to be able to be with your friends. I want you to more and more be able to have time where you have greater freedom. And you're going to have to earn that freedom. But if you choose to violate the boundary, in other words, you don't do what you're supposed to do, you instead, if you come in after 10 o'clock, then you have chosen, not me, you have chosen 
that you now will not have use of your cell phone for the next three days. But what if he gets upset? Then he needs to be upset with himself because he's the one who chose the removal of the cell phone. If he has been having fun talking with his friends, well, you remove that device from which, for which he has great affection and great love. The reason we wrote this book, Bonding with Your Child Through Boundaries, is because the publisher uh, didn't want just a book called Bonding with Your Teen Through Boundaries. They wanted it for parents of younger children. And so we wrote this to explain what do you do when you have kids and there needs to be a boundary on certain issues and there are all kinds of issues that need boundaries. And so how do you help them learn how to literally be responsible? The concept of boundaries is helping them build internal character through external boundaries. You're helping them make choices on relatively small things so that when they become adults, they become employed. If they become a leader in school, they are not being irresponsible. Instead, they're being responsible. And you're helping them have the consequences early on when they're much, much, much younger so that they learn the benefit of staying within the boundary. That's the reward. Okay, we need to take a break right here and we're gonna come back and finish this story after the break. That's fine. Imagine yourself being tucked away for a crocodile snack. Or how about facing an injured panther? Read these and 20 more exciting true stories in the book Guide's Greatest Animal Stories. Kids will love these true stories that take them from the jungles of Asia to the backyards of America and point them to the Creator and His love. To order Guide's Greatest Animal Stories, call 1-800-765-6955. That's 1-800-765-6955. A teacher's guide is also available. Hi, I'm Joy Michaels, and welcome to Heartbeat. When people decide to hide their true feelings in an effort to produce harmony, they undermine the integrity of a relationship. A Celtic saint named Cuthbert would share his admonitions with fellow monastics. Often, there would be discontent which would lead to bitter insults. Then, Cuthbert would stand up and walk out, calm and unruffled. The next day, he would present the same admonitions as if there had been no discontent the day before. In this way, he won the love and obedience of his brothers. How do you respond when someone says something uncomfortable? Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. You've been listening to Homeschool Companion. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure and like us on Facebook at Homeschool Companion or partner with us. Send us a contribution or a show suggestion at P.O. Box 413, Smithsburg, Maryland, 21783. 
or call us at 301-824-3162. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Richard Tooley and we're here with June Hunt and we're talking about boundaries and the book that we're talking about is Bonding with Your Child Through Boundaries. And So as you talk about this, let's go now to the bonding part because I think we've covered both for young children and teens. Yes. And, and the principle remains the same. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll put this question just for the young children to you and see but one of the things I've noticed um, young mothers especially have this this issue newborn baby and they can't put it down to even take a shower it's like what do I do with it is there a boundary there that they should be thinking of like the baby's not going to break if I lay it down when you think about babies that cry could it be first of all that a baby could have a pen in a diaper that's painful, right? Okay, so here you're hearing, and they're hurting. Okay, there's another kind of cry that children can have, and that is a manipulative cry. Basically, I don't like this. I want to be with mommy. I want my daddy somewhere around. Usually, initially, it's mommy. Now, for that mother to continue when it's just I want that child needs to be told honey I'll be back I'm gonna take a shower I'm uh, I'll be back in a very short amount of time and that child needs to be at peace with that there's nothing wrong with a child crying initially uh, as long as there's no harm no danger no no physical condition that is 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 really colic sometimes it sometimes there are physical reasons and you need to check it out but if it's just I want what I want it's kind of like the person who uh, is uses anger tactics on adults if if and I've seen many women uh, who if they'll have a son a husband who uses anger as a tactic it can go the other way too a wife can use an anger tactic on a husband just to get her way well that's not healthy so instead we need to learn this is not a healthy way to live and so you don't just allow children to do whatever they want to now I will say this I have a a niece and, and she's been quite incredible Um, what she does is she determines and I have her several illustrations of her in this book bonding with your child through boundaries she has determined certain uh, behaviors that are appropriate and or I'll say inappropriate several behaviors that are, are not acceptable whining she doesn't allow whining and to, to explain it this way, she has something, sometimes I'm going to call it token economy. A token can be a little um, 
like like in essence a, pic, a poker chip, a little token. And the, each of the children, now six children, and that's all they're going to have, each of them have their own little jar. And so anytime they do something particularly good, even if she just sees them doing something good, she says, oh, you're going to get a token. The concept is they add up their tokens, they'll gather them up for a special treat. It could be five tokens, could earn a, a special um, ice cream cone, or a, a trip with mom, uh, like a date to mom with mom, or a date with dad. You know, it, it depends. Uh, it, it just all kinds of special little things that it could be. In fact, something like a book that that child is wanting, and or or a, a kite to fly. Just certain things. Uh, Jake, who is I guess about. 12, he wanted and saved the entire year for a, for baseball cards that were really, really an impressive set. So every time he did something good that he received a token for, he would literally save that because he had something in mind that he wanted. Well... If, though, he had a bad attitude, let's say he did something that he wasn't supposed to do, whatever it would be, a token could be taken away. So he knew what he had in mind that he wanted, but there were times when tokens would be removed. So it's not for, for, for young kids. That could be what it involves. And, and say, honey, I, I love for you to think about what you're really wanting. If you were wanting that doll, and I know you were saving up for that doll, but honey, you chose to do this. So instead, what we're going to do, you've chosen this, so therefore you've chosen to have a token removed. I've seen this done with beans. Where, where this one mother, uh, she had a bunch of jars of beans, and they they it was the same concept. They if they had X number of beans, they could have a special treat, um, and and then at the end they could just all put the beans in to make bean soup. But the point is, it's teaching children young to be responsible. And that they themselves will be the ones who will earn the right to buy that special treat, or they can choose not to. So, so that's the that's what we're talking about. Is um, the Bible says, whatever a man sows, that that is what he'll reap. Meaning, if you sow disrespect, then you're going to reap the consequences of and the repercussions of being disrespectful so boundaries are a biblical concept and the wise parent will utilize boundaries and we give all kinds of scenarios we have 30 i think 36 different scenarios um all the way from um anger 
aggression, uh, bedtime battles, uh, disrespect, bad grades, just all kinds of scenarios, uh, basically 36 scenarios, and we present, what can you do if that's what your child is choosing to do? That's number one. Number two, um, in other words, if your child is choosing to cross the line, what can you do? Number two, we have how do you say it? How do you present the boundary? Well, we pres- uh, I'm talking about with the repercussion. Um, you're, you're saying, um, honey, I, I am for you. I want what's best for you. Uh, I love it when you're out with your friends, but you've chosen to use the cell phone at night. You know, I heard you. Uh, use the phone and here it is midnight when instead you were supposed to be fast asleep you know at at nine o'clock and here's this little child and so what were you doing with this phone Um, and and you know you know that that child had called somebody else another child they're very tech oriented these days they are (laughs) and so instead it's a so honey You've chosen now to not even have use of the phone for a week, even though here is this daughter who is who loves to be able to talk to her friends. So, so it, it's it, but but we present. How do you say it? Um, it's basically what can you do, and then what can you say, and then we present wisdom from God's word. Okay, we have come to the end of our time here. And the book is Bonding Your Child Through Boundaries by June Hunt, and it's available how? Well, Hope for the Heart uh, is a ministry, hopefortheheart.org, or 1-800-488, and the letters HOPE, 1-800-488-H-O-P-E. Okay, well, I thank you, and I can tell you from experience, Setting boundaries also makes it so that you can enjoy your children a whole lot more. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And after all, we didn't have them to be a drudge. We had them to have fun. That's right. So. But, your, but your number one role is to think of them, I'm going to say it this way, to, is you're preparing your kite for flight. Because one day they will soar out of your presence, outside of your presence. And so you'll prepare them to soar. You're you're not to be their best friend, uh, or else you'll take a focus of of oh I'm I'm just got to have buddy buddy relationships and and I'll just give in because I'll I want them to be happy. Well, they'll be happiest when they learn to be responsible, and then you can really really enjoy them because they will be basically living in a way that's right in God's sight. Yes, and it'll be a long-term enjoyment. It will continue long after they've flown the nest. That's right. Well, thank you for being with us. And they can go to your website. Correct. And call the 800 number that you've just given us. And we're going to put a link up on the website so that they can click through from our website at MRG Media. So they can Wonderful. Your thank and you. This. And I want to thank you for being with us, and God bless you in your ministry. Thank you, Richard.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.